0: We actually had the game called Ironclad Tides until we went to a trademark. Game. This is way back in time. So when we actually registered the name Ironclad Tides, it got denied. Welcome to another episode of the Nebulous Entertainment Podcast. Today, it's just Eric and I again, con Decided not to join us today. Although I don't think Eric and I asked him. <laughs> but we're going to be talking. We're going to be talking about how we set up the company as an LLC. Just a little bit of the steps that we took. Um, if you wanted, if you want us to dive into each one individually, because we're going to look at it at a high level. So there's obviously a lot of depth that we could go into for some of these uh, topics in general. So if you want that, please let us know in the recommendations either on YouTube or on our social media channel, and we will be more than happy to dive into it deeper. But today is going to be a high level of how we set up the business. So first and foremost, Eric, how are you doing?
1: Oh, not bad. Uh, Living. Basically, this is going to be, we're going to take the format of me asking Cam questions and him running with it, because when Con and I started this whole game development venture, we had... Literally no idea how to do any of this stuff, so uh, Connor got the idea to pull Cam in. So, what was the first thing that, once you knew what we wanted to do, what was the first thing that you thought we needed to do, legally?
0: So, yeah, so one of the first things that I thought that we needed to do was protect the IP. And in order to do so, we needed to find an attorney. So there, you can go on like LegalZoom, you can go on Inkfile, um, those are just some basic websites you can incorporate your business on it. However, when Connor and Eric brought me in, I saw this as an opportunity, like I love the name, I love the story, I love what we're trying to build, like I didn't go to law school. So like I didn't want to screw anything up. So I wanted to find an attorney, an attorney that we could work with, one that wasn't price gouging and killing our, our books and our bank account. So when I first started looking for an attorney, it actually took me six months to find the attorney that we currently are using still three, four years later. And the reason it took me so long is because I called a bunch of people in a bunch of places. I called everybody from like solo uh, lawyers and attorneys all the way to corporations. And this ranges from the United States, Canada, Europe. So I called people in the UK. I called people over in Germany. I called people in France. Like they're, they were all around the world. And, you know, because I, from like a game perspective, there you, know, you, you come to the... Uh, the conclusion that you have a chance to release your stuff like outside of where you're from, outside of domestic, right? So like U.S. So you know, you can if you're in China, you can download our app, whatever the case is. So you know, I wanted to find an attorney that you know could potentially help with that. That's why I also looked outside of the U.S. Um, but we landed on an attorney, Odin Law and Media, out of North Carolina, and Brandon specifically. You know, he's been great. We we deal with the owner um, personally, so he, he's been fantastic. For the years that we've used him, so he started getting us incorporated into an LLC. But you know, when we look at that, we looked at it from like, okay, do we want, um, you know, uh, S corp? Do we want to be a C corp? We just chose like straight multi-member LLC, like take the limited liability. We couldn't obviously be taxed at, or we we were taxed as a partnership, but we obviously couldn't just be a partnership because there's more than two of us, and we couldn't be a sole proprietorship because that is only one person. So we landed on a multi-member LLC. Um, for anybody starting out, that is what I would highly recommend. It's going to be your most popular for you know smaller indie devs and smaller studios. So you know we we landed on that started getting that stuff all situated. And one of the other first things that we did with our incorporation package, because we incorporated in Pennsylvania where the business is out of, is we actually went and trademarked the name and the logo right out of the gate. So trademarking is super important, okay? And I know, especially from an entertainment and a creative brand. And I know because I know people that didn't protect their intellectual property And people came after them for it and they lost their company. So they lost thousands of dollars, uh, tens of thousands of dollars, actually. They lost years of hard work that they've put into it. Um, You know, you have common law, but if somebody has already registered, your common law does nine times out of 10 doesn't mean squat. And if you get to that point where you go to court, you're more than likely, especially at our level, not going to be able to afford the battle that you're going up against because it is costly. Court cases are Costly. So we, you know, we went into forming LLC, right? We got our EIN. So Eric, uh, for for anybody listening, that is basically your business social security number. It's your employer identification number. That's what EIN stand for. So this is, you know, this is so people can identify your business, um, especially for tax purposes. The IRS, you know, everybody just loves them. And I say that loosely. Uh, so, you know, we, we looked at that and also I, I spent a lot of time looking for registered agents. So when I was looking at registered agents and I was looking at attorneys in general, I got very familiar with the questions and answers to ask. So when you look for attorneys, for example, almost all of them give you a free consultation so that they can get to know you. You can get to know them to make sure that everybody's a right fit take advantage of these free consultations, okay? And I say this because you'll start to become very familiar with the answers for what you should be hearing when you talk to these attorneys, okay? And I got very comfortable and very familiar with the questions that I was asking them and the answers that I should be getting in return based on the majority of the people that have you know, given me um, their answers to begin with. So if I know somebody's like, mis- they're like leading me the wrong way, or, you know, I would get caught in t- talking with like a corporation. They would be like, yeah, I can help you with this, but I don't handle this other stuff. I push you off to somebody else. And it's like, okay, I don't want that. I personally want to work with like a smaller team um, that actually can, you know, relate and devote their time to my small business because I'm not a huge corporation. I don't want you to push me off, you know, down, down the line to somebody in another department because you don't handle this. For example, right? Because then you get caught up in the spider web of what corporate hire the hierarchy of the corporation. So you know, I, I didn't want that. I didn't want that for the company. Um, so you know, when you use these consultations and you ask questions, then you start to better understand like what everything should be priced as, okay, and how they're competitively pricing, you know, for the market. So this we we had uh, we had quotes anywhere from like ten to fifteen thousand dollars to incorporate our business. All the way from to like you know well starting from like one to two thousand dollars, and I know incorporating a business is not that difficult. It's not that difficult, right? But it allowed us to build a you know a rapport a relationship with uh, Brandon and his team and his business. And we didn't pay ten to fifteen grand. Like, we wouldn't have paid ten to fifteen grand. Like from a company perspective, that just wasn't going to happen. So you know we paid like a few thousand dollars, and this was to set up the business. This was to do two trademarks. This was to get five different variations of contracts, and anywhere ranging from like revenue share percentage to just in-game documentation, or um, well, for our video game, like in-game. Um, um, what's the correct word? Credit I'm for credit. Yeah, in-game yeah, credit actually. to just nothing in general, and you know we obviously have our operating agreement. So like we got a lot of stuff. For just a couple thousand dollars, and you know, here we are three years later. Everything is perfectly. we you know everything's perfect. We're still in you know good standing um, with the state and everything. So you know, I think that the hard work and the time and the just the dedication to finding this attorney it paid off for us. So I would recommend him, Odin Law and Media. I'd rec- recommend Brandon and his team. Tell him that Nebulous sent you. Uh, so yeah, you know, that's that? been. Yeah. yeah. No, he knows exactly. I actually just emailed him uh, last week and let them know that our game was out. So they said they would take a look at it. So yeah, they're super nice. Super nice people. Like I said, I would definitely uh, recommend. So in addition to this, it is very important that you have a business plan. You know, I know that people are like, well, it's just time and documents and it changes so much. Yeah. However, it gives you it gives you a step in the direction that you're trying to go, right? So like you're going to have your vision statement on there, your core values, your mission statement, you know, what your company is all about, like what you offer as a company, your USP, your unique selling point, the projects that you have, the ways that you market. It can have a SWOT analysis. It can have your growth potential, the value to customers, um, anywhere from like your pricing strategy to your product strategy. Like these are things that you want to, You know, be aware of, and you don't need to have them down 100%, set in stone, because they will change. You will have to adjust, like with the market, with the team size, with you know everything that you're doing as a company. You know, Uh, so it's just a great way to identify where you're at and where you want to go. Whether it's a five-year plan, it's a ten-year plan. Whether it's a one-year plan, right? Because you can have short and long-term goals. So short-term goals would be anything from a year uh, less, and then your longer-term goals would be anything from you know over a year. So these are just great things to have. I know that we had had um, we we put together. I'm actually looking at ours right now. Ours is 36 pages. So our our business plan is 36 pages. Not that you need to have. That many pages. Uh, we have it because we dive into like the plan overview in terms of like what the business is all about, how we market it. We have an executive summary, we have our customers, our clients, our competition. In terms of the marketing strategy, we have pricing, position, uh, we have promotion, we have our physical environment, we have smart goals on there, we have marketing activity from recruiting options to training programs. To retention strategies. We have you know innovation in there, we have risk management, some you know, legal considerations as well, so that the team in general is up to date with what's going on with the business side of things. So, you know, we do look at it from a higher up perspective. And I think that this is one of the reasons why Connor and Eric had wanted to bring me in, because I like I love this stuff. And this was one of the things that I hopped on like right away, okay? And then I got us a, an EEO statement. I We got a slogan, right? So there's a story in all of us. That's our slogan for Nebulous Entertainment. We identified our core values. We identified our mission. We identified our vision for what we want to be and where we want to go. So all in all, I think that when they brought me in, I don't know, Eric, I, I thought that this took m- maybe close to a year just – to get everything done, including the six months of just looking for an attorney, so yeah, we moved pretty about, quick.
1: Yeah, it seems right to me because um, it was I want to say 2017. We pulled you in, and then I think was it uh, October of 2018 when we actually you know got all this stuff back that we were right. You know, actually, Nebulous Entertainment.
0: Right. Yeah, we became Nebulous Entertainment, and we became, you know, we had the LLC, we had our EIN, our registered agent. So for people that don't know what a registered agent is, this is somebody within the state that gets like your legal stuff. So for example, you you have to have one of these. You could be your own registered agent, but like if somebody comes to you to serve you papers and they expect you in court, then, you know, this is why they usually have somebody, you hire somebody to do it. So for Nebulous Entertainment, um, we were not, we used Inc, Inc. Corp. for, I believe, two years But we just, we remained in good standing. We never had any legal issues because we're so new. I don't think that it's necessarily worth some of the money that you have to pay because this ranges anywhere from like $90 to a couple hundred dollars uh, annually for a registered agent. So, you know, we just didn't see that um, as basically something that we needed to pay for because we weren't being served legal documents. We just, how we just put the game out like two weeks ago. And speaking of the game and the website, so the website became huge too. Khan, um, you know, had actually like built a website. We built it on uh, what was it? Not not WooCommerce. Um, I can't think of it. But,
1: uh, oh, I can picture it, but I don't. Yeah,
0: we're on we're on Webflow now, but it's not WooCommerce. That's like the e-commerce side of things that we we did. Oh, WordPress. That's WordPress. Yeah, w. yeah. We were close. there we go. <laughs> Well, so WordPress turns into WooCommerce when you add products to it, and I bring this up because we actually started dropshipping Nebulous products. As you can see, my hat um, and my mug right now, branding, product placement. So, you know, we had started working with WooCommerce to dropship products for everybody to, you know, have some of our own uh, material out there. And then when COVID hit, we just we got rid of it because it just just turned into a mess, and we just haven't we haven't gotten it back to where we wanted because now if we're gonna do it, we're gonna do actual like full blown um private label products so which is going to be awesome but we're focusing on gaming right now anyway so with the website content built the website we had you know a privacy policy we had the terms of service the terms and conditions so privacy policy protects the user okay so this is going to protect the user's personal data and the steps that us as a company what we're doing to keep it safe for you you know so in terms of condition, this is gonna be what like you expect from both like us and the user. Okay, so this is um, going to basically set the expectation. So they are different. I would recommend both, and especially if you get into game development, you're gonna want a EULA, which is an end-user license agreement. You're gonna actually probably need one for releasing your game out there for everybody, uh, depending you know, you know on the platforms that you use. So we had set up the privacy policy we had set up the terms and conditions this was actually in the package that we got with Brandon and his team when we first set up so we we were and continue continuing right now to actually look good from like a uh, a business standpoint because since then the only other step that we really took was we trademarked stormword sales and before Stormward sales just a little little flashback here
1: mm-hmm. a
0: little uh, you know get to know the company We actually had the game called Ironclad Tides until we went to trademark the game. And this is way back in the beginning. So when we actually registered the name Ironclad Tides, it got denied because there was a company in Canada, a PC company in Canada that had actually registered like Ironclad PC or something here within the States. They hadn't used it since like 2012. They, They literally were not even using it anymore. But... There was a chance that, you know, it, oh, it actually did get denied. It got denied. So when we filed it, it got denied. So um, because it was too close in proximity to being the same thing. So we, you know, we, we took a step back and we were like, okay, man, this sucks. But we need to figure out something else. And this gets into the whole IP protection. Like you might think that IP is not important to protect right out of the gate. But I'm telling you right now, like it should be one of the top like two or three things that you do. And you don't want all of your hard work to go to waste. I'm telling you right now. So we had come up with Stormword Sales, which is the name of the current game. Stormward Sales, before we really started to actually build the game, we sent it to them. We pushed it through the USPTO, which is uh, the United States, what, like, Trademark Office. Um, I don't know what the P stands patent. for. Patent. Patent. patent and tra- yeah, Patent <laughs> and Trademark Office. So we had sent that through. And it came back good. We're in the clear. We're good to go. So then, once we had that protected, we had the rights to it. We were full steam ahead to build Stormward Sales, and it, you know, it became what it is today. And I actually think, man, you know, looking at everything, I I love Stormward Sales more than I would have liked Ironclad Tides. I think.
1: Yeah. What are your thoughts yeah. on that? I agree. Uh, there was always like, the initial idea was. It was like, I don't know, holds a sweet spot or it a, does. Uh, a sentimental spot. But I think... Well, so that's the, in-
0: that's the thing, though, right? Is it, it became Project Ironclad.
1: Correct. Yeah, That the internal name for the project uh, sort of adopted the old name so that it stuck around.
0: Uh, yeah. One of the biggest things that we love to do here, especially Eric, is <laughs> have project names that are, you know... As, they're a step towards what we actually want to name the, like the the actual game or project itself. Um, So it's like, it's a hidden description, but we like, we love it, dude. I love it. We have, we have so many, I I don't know, Eric, we have now like project mythos. Uh, You've got some pretty sick ones. Project
1: night owl, project mythos, project uh, Aurora. There's a bunch. (laughs) There's a lot.
0: Look out world. Um, Yeah, man. So that's, that's awesome, though. I think that those are the way to go. If you want to protect what you're doing, just give a name for it. Maybe you don't know the name of your game right out, <laughs> right out of the gate. So it's fine to have a placeholder, um, but if you want the IP, if you want to make sure you're protected, then you you should want to maybe get married to the name uh, pretty early so you don't spend all this time working it into something just for it to get denied and somebody come after you. So it's be- yeah. better safe than sorry to be protected as we, as we've learned. So other than getting, you know, the contract set up, if you're a business, so like for us, we have freelancers. That's why we had contracts set up outside of like me, Connor and Eric that are actually in the operating agreement. So if you, if you plan to bring somebody on for like social media or, um, you know, doing art or VFX or coding, programming, whatever, even business itself, it it's not a bad idea to have some contracts. So you know what they're getting, they know what you're giving them. It's it's all there in front of you. So nobody's blindsided. And another good thing to have with that is an NDA non-disclosure agreement or an MNDA. So the majority of our people signed an NDA and the only person that signed an MNDA coming into this was Jacob. And that was because Jacob had art of his own to protect, which is fine. You know, like he spends a lot of time doing his own thing. So obviously we didn't want to take anything away from him. So, you know, we had him sign it that way he's protected with his stuff. Still, we're protected with our stuff. Still, it's, you
1: know, it's mutual. So what is so, an MNDNA? What is the difference? So an
0: M an M N D A is for somebody that has something to protect too. So like an NDA is strictly for, you know, like for our company and somebody comes on our company, like we're protecting our stuff. Okay, from like it's a non-disclosure agreement. You can't talk about our stuff. But for Jacob, for example, an MNDA is it's mutual. So like he had his own stuff that maybe he would talk to us about. But like if you if he was doing a project, then and we had learned about his project. Then we weren't allowed to go spilling the work that he's done to anybody else. He has that non-disclosure agreement for his stuff, just like we have it for ours.
1: Makes so, sense. So you know it
0: protects both sides of the story, right? Both both people in the transaction. So it is it is something good to have. You know, it wouldn't be a thing out there if there wasn't value for it, value to it. Um, another top thing you need to consider it, right away is getting a business bank account. Now, this is going to be free. It was free for us to set up. Um, So I'm assuming that depending on what bank you use, it's going to be free for you to set up. You can set up an account. And this is to keep everything separate from your personal stuff. So your expenses, your income, it keeps it all separate. That's just, in all honesty, that's one of the best business practices that I can offer for you is to set up a business bank account to keep it separate. You already have an LLC set up at this point in time. Okay, So when you set up your LLC and you get your EIN, then you're able to set up your business bank account. It takes two seconds to do. You meet with somebody, you get it squared away, you get it situated. Um, I would highly recommend that. And I would also highly recommend a bookkeeping service. So we use QuickBooks. At, you know, it's, I, I think that it is very popular. It's one of the most widely popular um, a, a bookkeeping softwares out there. So you know, this just helps from the accounting side of things. It just helps keep everything in order. I, I would highly recommend that. If, from a video game standpoint, you don't have to worry about sales tax, but if you start offering, there are, it depends on each state, okay? So nine times out of 10, you wouldn't have to collect sales tax for a video game. And I don't know what the rules and regulations are for each state. This is why taxes are so complicated. But if some digital goods and especially like physical goods, those are most likely you're gonna have to collect sales tax for it. Video games, I would say no, but I would check with like your local tax people because I know in Pennsylvania, we don't have to. And so, like, we're not collecting sales tax from Apple and Google, and that's because they're collecting it on the platform for our in app purchases. This is one of the most frustrating things to find. So I'm telling you right now, clear as day. Clear as day. Apple and Google will collect your sales tax. And they have, if you Google it, there's like within the Google documentation and the Apple documentation, there's actually like it'll tell you which state they collect for because Google's going to have what's called Nexus and Apple I'm sure has Nexus too in each state in the United States. This means that they have like I either like a physical presence, they collect enough money, so like 100k a year. They do enough transactions, which is like 200 transactions a year per state. Um they have employees in a state, they have relationships within a state. All of these are considered nexus, meaning that they have a presence in the state, so they're responsible for the sales tax. So us, for example, for Nebulos, like our presence is where we set up our LLC and where like Connor and Eric are, which is in Pennsylvania. Okay, so like that's where our nexus lies. Let's say we start doing a 100 grand to 200 grand in sales in like Texas, or we do like 200 transactions in Texas for net purchases, then you know, we're gonna have nexus there as well. but so does Google and so does Apple. So they're gonna be collecting and charging you sales tax on that platform. When the only the only time that we as a company for Nebula started collecting sales tax was with the drop shipping and the physical goods that we did. So when we were offering physical goods to customers, we started collecting sales tax and remitting sales tax to the Pennsylvania Department of Revenue. And each state, like I said, each state has different stipulations and and um, just different levels of nexus and what is classified as nexus. So I would become very familiar with what your state's nexus levels are. And if you Google it, I'm sure that you'll be able to find the answer, but it never hurts to check with a, like a CPA, uh, like a tax professional, somebody that is able to give you a better background um, into you know something like that, that they do it on a daily basis. So I think that that wraps it up from a high level. If we if we go back real quick, I would say to sum up, incorporate as a business, okay? I would say that nine times out of 10, a lot of times people looking at this, LLC is gonna be the way to go. If you're a single member, do it by yourself. If you have more than one, you're a multi-member LLC, set it up, find an attorney that you trust. Like I said, you can use Odin Law Media and Brandon, tell them that Nebulous sent you uh, he's he's a great guy. Great team they have over there in North Carolina. You're gonna need an EIN. You can get this for free by yourself on the IRS website. And it's super easy, super easy. You follow steps on the screen. I don't think you need to pay somebody to do that. Uh, set up your business plan. Know what you're doing. Know where you're going. Know your vision. Know your mission. Know your values. Know what you offer. How do you differentiate? Huge. You need to know how you differentiate. From a video game standpoint, it's a lot easier than a product standpoint in terms of physical, tangible good. And that's because like your art's different, your music's different, your coding's different, your gameplay's different, like a lot your storytelling's different. The majority of what you do from a video game standpoint is different from everybody else. So like identify your unique selling points and work to that. Make sure that when you have a website, you have your privacy policy and your terms and conditions, which is also known as your terms of use. Okay, and then when you actually build your game and release your games, you need a EULA, End User License Agreement, E-U-L-A, okay? That's just to protect everybody. Um, with With your LLC, you will need a registered agent. But with the registered agent, that could be you. You could be your own registered agent. Nobody's gonna come serving you papers, hopefully, right out of the gate if you're in good standing. If you work with people, have contracts in place, revenue share, um, you know, or if you are just giving them in-game credit, have that written down too, so people can't come after you. Have an NDA, have an MNDA if you're working with other creatives. Have a business bank account. Super important, separate your expenses and your incomes. If you are selling tangible items, make sure that you are on the right side of sales tax. And you're not going to learn all about sales tax right here in this episode because there's just, there's way too many hoops to jump through. Uh, Eric, other than that, did you have any other questions?
1: No, I think that did a pretty good high level sum up. I think uh, one thing we want to do and we've been working on as a team is getting some information put together for our new website. And I think this kind of information would be really useful, so you know maybe once Correct. we get to that point we'll let you know let everybody know hey these points that cam went over here are going to be written out somewhere so you can see sort of how he went about everything but that that was a big reason why we pulled you in is again we had a very minimal idea of all, what all of this stuff involved so having someone come in and take that weight off our shoulders kind of allowed us to focus on development and the creative side of the studio. So,
0: right, right. Yeah. For everybody listening, leverage your network. If you know somebody that has done this before that has been in it, then ask them for some help because if they are truly your friends or they want to truly see you succeed, they're going to be able to help you out here. But it also doesn't hurt to do your own research. Okay, so, you know, get to know the people that you're gonna work with before you automatically just say, yep, I'm in, let's do it. Especially when it comes to working with a legal team. Because last thing you wanna do from uh, like working with a legal team and that perspective is to work with somebody that's gonna push you under the rug because you're not bringing in enough revenue for them um, or you're not using them enough or you're just, you're too small, they don't really care about you. And this happens a lot with a corporate setting until you need them and until you're ready to show out every single penny you've ever made. So be, be smart, take your time, take your time, find somebody that you trust and then go from there. But yeah, this is, I didn't know all this stuff coming into it uh, when Eric and Connor pulled me in. However, I had seen what they were building on the backside and they had brought me up to speed with just the creative and the storytelling and everything that they wanted to build. And there was, I, I, ten, ten out of ten, I would go back and do it again. And you know, it's just, it's crazy because I believe so fullheartedly in what these characters can be for everybody and what the storytelling can be for everybody. And I, I really, and I know Eric would be the same. Play like I, we would really appreciate you. Going to see Stormword sales, go to play Stormword Sales, it's for free on iOS and Google, and just see what this team has built in 3D from literally no prior experience. Cause I'm telling you right now, like right out of the gate, like we came hot out of the gate. Cause this is something that a lot of people and a lot of companies just aren't able to do, like from having no background no background other than Eric being able to draw a little bit con being able to code, but never program. Eric never, um, did 3d meshes or anything like that before. The team as a general came together as a collective and was able to put this out, but there were a lot of struggles, but we were able to prevail. So if you could give that some love, go download it for free and we can, we can leave it there unless Eric, you had anything else.
1: That's it for me. Um, if you want to close it out, I'll let you take. Over. Oh, we
0: can we can close it out um, real quick. If people would love to get some merch, you know, let us know because if there if there comes um, you know more opportunity and more if people want it more, we're you know we will go and start customizing and dropping some merch uh, again because we we want it too. But for the sake <laughs> of you know what we what we're building right now, uh, it's just not a top priority for us. So. Other than that, thank you for taking the time to listen. If you liked interfound value in this episode, please feel free to share with your friends and family. You can follow us on social media at nebulose underscore ENT. If you'd like to stay up to date with the team and our shenanigans in general and you know latest releases, you can subscribe at nebulousentertainment.com. If you want to also support our Patreon, we are very grateful, very thankful. Um, it starts at $1 a month, Nebulous Entertainment. We have a $1, a 5 and a $10 tier where Eric air- is actually sending out the art uh, tomorrow for January and February. We're blasting out two months in a row. And remember that there is a story in all of us, but it's up to you to choose how you write yours. Have a great night.